With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles Chuck Bryant. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Chuck. How's it going, man? Oh, great. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Things are great. You know, I love podcasting on Monday mornings. Yeah. Or afternoons. Afternoon. What time is it? It's one. It seems like I just got here, though. Yeah. I've been getting here late lately, and it, i got to tell you, that extra half hour feels like it eats up four hours of productivity. It's what, are you driving a buggy to work? Nice. <laughs> I am. I, Chuck. I. We should say I and nay throughout this, okay? I. Yeah. Nay on the I. Nay. Um, Chuck. Josh. Let me take you back in time a little bit. Say 1727. It's a long time. Imagine Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Okay. All of a sudden, a new group of people show up, and they seem nice enough. You know, they seem hardworking. Sure. They like to... You know, use their draft horses for locomotion and, and right. all sorts of normal 18th century, early 18th century stuff. Yeah. Uh, but in very short order, the uh, welcome to the new world colonizing neighbor pies start drying up as the surrounding people, who will heretofore be referred to as the English, uh-huh. realize that this new group of people who's showing up don't really care to socialize with them no. or anyone else in the outside world for that matter. Yeah. Yeah? that That's the way they like it. The, it is. What we're talking about, Chuck, in case you haven't guessed, is the Amish. I knew this. Because you read the article? Yeah. It's yeah. A good thing. These people are incredibly interesting to me. Yeah, me too. Remember we said uh, on some podcast ways back that uh, the Amish will never hear it. Sure. So we can say whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. And all these people wrote in like, no, jerks, what about Rum Springer? Yeah, yeah. Which we'll get to in a minute, but it's, they're absolutely correct. It's entirely possible sure. that there's an Amish kid running around. Although it should be noted that we did not hear from any Amish kid no. on Rum Springer. No. So take that. They may have heard it, though. They may just not be real comfy with the typing that, that an email requires. They're comfortable with uh, maybe there's letters using on crystal route. meth. <laughs> yeah, drum Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. So uh, again, we're talking about the Amish, who did first arrive in the United States in 1727, and actually, when they did get to Pennsylvania at, at that time, they were still a fairly young Christian sect, right? Yeah, 1693 is when they were actually formed, because uh, a Swiss Mennonite 
named Jacob Aman yeah. basically didn't like three things. <laughs> I know. The three <laughs> things are so trivial. He said, I want to split off because I'm not, uh, I want to keep washing people's feet. Which I can understand. That's pretty cool because have Bible. you ever washed someone's feet? You grew up a Christian, right? Did you ever do that? No. I did once. Really? And I was even Catholic. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, and it is humbling, especially if you're like 12. You did that as a part of church? Huh? Wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I mean, in, you know, modern, like, modern churches, I guess. Right, but the point is, is it's it's meant to be a humbling experience. You're yeah, washing yeah. the feet of another human being. Feet are imagine. dirty, and, you know, it's... Let me tell you, buddy, if I had to wash your feet, it would be... Uh, it would be humbling. Humbling is one, one word that comes to mind. Yeah, you'd see new shades of green. <laughs> Gross. Uh, what else did he not want to celebrate? Josh, communion twice a year? No, he wanted to celebrate it twice a year. Oh, right. In the rather than once. said once a year. <laughs> so he said, screw that. Yeah. And the foot washing. And then um, the Mennonites basically w- wanted to mingle with the English, or I guess they weren't the English at the time, but mingle with society. Right. And he said, I'm not down with that. So right. and I'm going to create a new deal called the Amish. Right. And it did. Um, and it took off like a rocket. But, I mean, that last one is uh, probably the most uh, definitive characteristic yeah. of the Amish. Absolutely. You know, uh, that they didn't and still don't socialize with outsiders as much as possible. Right. Right? Yep. That'll keep popping up throughout this podcast, I predict. Yes. Watch for it. And they're still in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, as well as uh, Ohio and Indiana and Utah. And, and Canada. Canada. Yeah, Utah is the newest place. They're having to go further and further west. Yeah. For um, some reason, Utah makes sense. It does, doesn't it? I know it? Mormonism has nothing to do with it, but it just makes sense. It definitely does. More so than like if they rooted down in Vegas or something. Which they never, ever would. No, they would not. Uh, they shy away from electricity, which is one reason they'd stay away from Vegas, which probably yeah. would just scare the, the, the hell out of <laughs> uh, the Amish going down the uh, strip in Vegas. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about why they do this stuff. They, they dress plainly, right? Yeah, very much. Uh, they wear, uh, the men wear dark suits, usually a blue shirt with some suspenders, mm-hmm. uh, a black brimmed hat, which is uh, the shape of the hat apparently tells you a lot about the man. Like if you're more old school, it'll have a different crown and brim uh, width, which I don't understand how that fully works, but the hat makes the man. Really? Yeah. Huh. But not say. the clothes. Well, well, the clothes, obviously. But the clothes are all the same. The hat is where you can vary it to say something about yourself. I got you. I did not know that. So those are the dudes. Right. And they... break down the ladies. The ladies, uh, they wear frock dresses. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Black capes, which I find kind of dashing. Sure. Um, And if they're baptized, they cover their hair. Yeah. All the time. And they don't cut their hair, the women. No. But men do wear their their hair short. Cropped. Beards, if they um, are married. Correct. But no mustache. Why? <laughs> this is. Uh, I thought it might have something to do with uh, bikers or something. Or Tom Selleck. Yeah. Who just celebrated his birthday, by the way. Uh, happy birthday, Van Tom. Nostrin, uh, let me know. <laughs> really? Yeah. So uh, it's because they, and this was a, a brand new fact to me, because mustaches are associated with the military. At least to the Amish. Yeah. And they're not down with the military. No, either. not at all. As a matter of fact, they, um, they reject any um, combat... Uh, what's it called, Chuck? They reject violence against another human in general. Even in self-defense, mm-hmm. which means you can't go to war because you're going to be put in a situation like that. Right. Um, they they have been, in the past, uh, conscripted. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. They have been conscripted to um, serve in non-combat roles. Like during the draft? Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I think during World War II, 
there was a couple of Amish guys who were um, conscientious objectors who were basically put in hell, which was the state mental hospitals. Really? And I believe New York or New Jersey. Um, and they actually led the charge in exposing the uh, horrible quality of life at these places. Right. And some real reform in, in state mental institutions. Wow. Yeah. Do we really need Amish in the Army, though? I mean, even during the draft. No, but would you, you want an Amish guy in the trenches next to you? Well, you'd never see one there. Well, yeah, exactly. You That's know, I imagine they go to prison or whatever. But there, that does bring up a point that kind of arose in my head while I was reading this article, Chuck, and that is that um, they live in the United States. Yes. So even though that they they are this very peaceful, tranquil. Um, Nonviolent society, uh-huh. they still live in the United States. So, yeah, I think if there is a draft, this is that's that's a really important moment in history. So, yeah, they yeah. got to do something. Everybody's pitching in. You you can't live gotcha. entirely separately, in my opinion. You know how I feel about Buddhist monks who go up in the mountains for the, <laughs> yeah. their, their whole lives. <laughs> draft them. I think yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get them in the trenches. So, Chuck. Yes, Josh. Like we said. Um, the Amish women wear bonnets on their hair uh-huh. after they're baptized. The Amish, being Anabaptists, yeah. don't believe in infant baptism. Neither did I. As just a regular old Baptist, Southern Baptist. Oh, it makes sense. Like, yeah, we, it, we don't baptize. We don't uh, at birth or anything like that. You have to be old enough to make your own decision. Right. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense to me. I was baptized as a baby, and I have no recollection of it whatsoever. And Right. Aside from the Catholic guild, it's been virtually meaningless to me. You right. Know? I was baptized at 16 and was led to the Lord, with air quotes, by the, my uh, gay youth director. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Was yeah, he, like, he really is gay. He he later on. I didn't think you would call him gay if he no, wasn't. Of and course we, not. We all know who you and love you, Chuck Yeah, Ryan. yeah. He later on came out and the church said, I don't think I want you to be youth right. director anymore. Does that nullify your baptism? I'm looking. At, I'm looking into that. So, <laughs> were you baptized in the river? No, no, no. Just in the pool behind the in the church. You know. I got gotcha. you. Modern baptism, not uh, oh brother, where are they? Right. Um, I I have to say I find that um, a, a, just a really good idea that you sure. can't get baptized until you're fully aware of what you're doing. Yeah, it makes sense. And my hat, my my wide brim hat is off to the Amish, right? And uh, to your sect <laughs> for uh, pursuing that. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Mountain First Baptist Church. Exactly, sect. That, that sect. So um, you enter the church when you're 16 if you want to, right? Yeah, you make the choice to. What is? But here we reach Rumspringa. Right, that is when you are allowed to live among the English and do crystal meth. And, uh, and sell it, too. I understand yeah. there was a pretty big drug ring um, of mm-hmm. Amish kids that were sure. selling drugs. You can dance and play guitar and watch TV and waste electricity, use electricity. Yeah. And waste it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I imagine if you're just coming into electricity at age 16, you sure. waste it like <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. nobody's business. Yeah. But, yeah, so you you are allowed to go off for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, and you uh, are in Rumspring, which means run around. Yeah, German. German, like all Amish stuff is German. Right. They speak a low German amongst themselves. Yeah. High German for mass. Yep. Uh, but they all know how to speak English, so when they actually do have to associate with outsiders, they do. Yeah. But on Rumspringa, you imagine they're running around. Sure. Speaking English, probably. Uh-huh. Doing drugs. Yeah. And then Some of them. We're right. not saying they all do that, of course. No, but they can. They can and they do, because that documentary, The Devil's Playground, I saw that recently. Yeah, is that any good? Well, yeah, and that's where the crystal meth thing came from. There was a kid who got mixed up in dealing it and um, 
basically had to move, you know, because some guy was trying to kill him. Some rival drug dealer was trying to kill him. <laughs> wow. So he really experienced the English life. He's like, object to this conscientiously. Yeah, I'm exactly. coming for you. It's weird, though, man, because it'll show parties. And a lot of them, like this kid was a boy and he, you know, dressed normally. Like, what if you call a 16-year-old attire these days normal. But the girls were still wearing their thing. So they were at this party listening to Jay-Z with their frock and their bonnet on. No. Drinking a beer. Wow. Yeah. I got to check that movie out. It's really good. Awesome. It really is very insightful. Okay. So <clears throat> I had a um, pretty dark, shady past when I had my own little rum springer. <laughs> sure. Right? still on yours. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, I have ended mine. I oh, ended good. it a while back, but I fully ended it. Yeah, it's nice. Good. I'm grown up now, Chuck. Um, what's for me though? There was nothing that I was going to test out. It was all all testing. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there wasn't like uh, I wasn't going to examine like did I do I want to make a choice between good and evil? Right. Although ultimately, it's what it panned out to be. Right. Which did you choose? I chose good. Okay. <laughs> um, can you see the smile? I'm so bright and sunny yeah, today. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, with these kids, once they, they reach a certain point, and I didn't get in the article how long Rumspringa lasts. Maybe a year? I'm not positive either. But let's say we'll, we'll go with a year. Okay. And and then they decide, okay, do I want to go back right. to the church or do I want to just continue living with the English? Sure. Um, since they haven't taken an oath to the church yet... They could conceivably still be um, – they could have ties to their family, right? their Amish family, even if they decide to leave the Amish community. Yeah, they're not shunned, which is what they call it. Right. So they haven't broken an oath to the church, so they're not shunned. What does shunning entail? Shunning is when you have taken that oath to the church, so you've made that decision beyond the age of 16, mm-hmm. and then you leave and don't come back. Well, the, you're not wanted back. Well, you can't come back, though. If you're past 16 and you leave, they will let you back in if you say, boy, I've made a big mistake. Oh, yeah? But if you leave forever, they will shun you permanently, which means no ties, no family. No Christmas at home, no Thanksgiving, right. no Easter, nothing like that. They celebrate all those. Obviously. Sure, yeah. Well, they're Christians. Christians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So the kid – and what's what's – what's um, I find it heartening that the vast majority of Amish kids who go on Rumspringer come back. Uh-huh. You know? They do. So they, they've made the choice now. They're going to become indoctrinated in the church. They're 16, but they're toward the end of the 16th year, right? Right. And they're saying, I'm going to be Amish. What is Amish life like? <laughs> well, they've already experienced a lot of it because you grow up with the uh, Ordnung being pounded into your head. Right. Which is the German word for order. Mm-hmm. And that's their, uh, they said it's mostly unwritten, mm-hmm. just their sort of way of life, how to be Amish. Amish for dummies. Right. Is the ordinance. And and you actually don't have to be real book smart, actually, because the Amish no. don't believe in um, uh, extraneous book learning. And why would they? They think you need to learn a vocation or a craft. Absolutely. And probably, and it makes a certain amount of sense from a, a, um, a very religious standpoint, knowing too much is kind of unhealthy and, frankly, a little vain. Right. We're very vain, Chuck. Well, and that's what it's all about. You were talking about the dress and the electricity and all that. All of that has to do with the fact that they shun uh, things of the world, vanity and ego and pride. And, you know, clothing obviously leads to that. When you're all wearing different clothes, you want to dress nice and right. dress better than your neighbor. Right. Save up money and spend money and decide, spend time deciding what to wear. 
none of that works with the Amish. No. And fly. like we said, neither does electricity. No. Uh, all of their power comes from either uh, – uh, they may have electricity, but it's coming from a diesel generator. Right. Um, or they have uh, gas. They can burn gas in their house. Yeah, and oil, obviously. Right. Um, and so they don't have artificial light. Right. Which makes me wonder something. I couldn't find the answer to this. But um, before the advent of artificial light, apparently humans had a totally different sleep pattern than we have now. Oh, really? We went to bed much earlier. Sure. But about 2, 3, 1, sometime in the night, we'd wake up for a good 30, 30 minutes or an hour. Really? Smoke a pipe, read a book, hang out, that kind of thing, and then go back to sleep. I do that now. But with, do you really? <laughs> yeah, sure. Smoke a pipe, read a book. Do you? Do you smoke a pipe while you read a book? Yeah, one a.m. Okay. Yeah, I just go back to sleep. Sure. And Emily's always like, "What are you doing? You're What's like, that smell." I'm just being a uh, <laughs> uh, plain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wonder if the Amish still have that kind of sleep pattern because I apparently artificial light eradicated that. Well, yeah, and even if you're using oil lamps and candles, you don't want to burn those until midnight. You know, so you you would probably go to bed earlier. Sure. Otherwise, you're wasting. They're not big into waste. You'd be wasting the oil just to stay up till midnight because what are you staying up for? Right. Because all you got to do is get back up the next day and work your butt off. So Yeah, and they do. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah. again, they're farmers. And one of the reasons that they've hung on to farming um, is, is, I guess it's kind of symbolic, Chuck. It, it's a way to separate themselves. Yeah. Um, the rest of the world has, you know, moved forward and... With its book learning and all that. Book learning? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a crop list for you if you want to know. Let's hear it. In order of acreage, the Amish grow corn the most. Makes sense. Uh, hay, wheat, tobacco, which kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, soybean, barley, and potatoes. Yeah. And that's just the farming tip. They also, obviously, uh, they quilt and they make, uh, they're big craftsmen, furniture builders. Yeah, apparently their they're big new thing now are utility sheds. Yeah. Um, and, Who knew? and as you mentioned, the quilt, Amish quilts are like uh, uh, among some of the ladies, among certain oh, yeah. quarters of uh, femininity. Yeah. Amish quilts are like as good as it gets. And apparently so. you used to be able to get these things, really detailed, ornate quilts um, for nothing. Yeah. And then after a while, the Amish <laughs> were like, oh, English, you really like these things, huh? How much right. will you pay for them? Yeah. And apparently they, they peaked at... at thousands of dollars in the 80s yeah. and then finally settled down and now they're like a, a grand yeah. still which is really that's an expensive quilt sure after we took advantage of them it sounds like for many years yeah by saying well sure i'll take this handmade thing for seven dollars off your hands <laughs> here you go amish <laughs> yeah uh but they they uh, i'm surprised that they they did allow it to get as high as it did yeah um because they don't really care much for cash yeah. They don't use credit. True. Most of their uh, wealth or, I guess, net worth comes from their real estate holdings. Yeah, they, they own a lot of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Lancaster County. Yeah, and everywhere they go, they, they buy a lot of land. Um, that 16-year-old that just became indoctrinated in the church, one of the things that um, he or she will be getting into about now is the courtship of a husband or wife. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. So uh, when you're about 16... Um, you start to drink lemonade on the porch with your sweetie. Right. Um, you'll, you, you'll drive her to, in the buggy or walk with her to uh, the singing service. Yeah, and singing's actually um, the, their courtship ritual and, and wedding ceremonies yeah. are really detailed. I didn't realize this. It's yeah, pretty cool. You want to go over it? Well, yeah. Well, the singing thing is not, it doesn't have anything to do with that. That's just uh, what young single 
Amish kids do for fun, right? Right, but I mean, it's kind of arranged so that this is part of the courtship process. Sure. So you can spend some time with somebody else that you're, right, you know, right, right. they love to sing, looking them. to wed. That's what they say. Yeah, they do, and they don't you know, always I'm, sing um, religious songs either because there's not anything else they can do. <laughs> they can't dance. No, they can't play musical instruments. Yeah. It's like John Lithgow lives there. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Haven't you ever seen Footloose? Oh, sure. Yeah, I thought you were talking about. Uh, Dexter or Third Rock from the Sun or something. He's on Dexter? Yeah, he played a, a serial killer in the last season. Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. Creepy. Yeah, he is, he's a good actor. Very creepy. You know what else is creepy now that I'm thinking of it? This is a little off topic, but Amish dolls do not have faces. Why? Because it goes with the whole uh, vanity thing, and it was like a longstanding tradition that they just kind of held on to. Like they don't want their photograph taken, they don't want their faces displayed mm-hmm. as a graven image. Mm-hmm. So their baby dolls have no faces. Which That's is, cool. It's cool. It's creepy as hell, dude. Have you seen the video <laughs> of the little baby that was born with no eyes on Good Morning America? <laughs> I have not. No eyes. Was she Amish? No. No. She could be, though. So this, that was a total sidebar then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also, you were saying about the uh, dolls being faceless. Apparently, with the quilts, there was a, a myth that grew up that yeah. every Amish quilt has a um, a purposeful flaw so that they don't create anything perfect. Yeah, not true. No. But they said there are likely flaws because anything handmade is going to have a, a cross or a off stitch. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they do it on purpose or anything. Right. That's silly. So uh, a couple of Amish teens are courting. Yeah, they're courting. Back to the court. Starts about 16. Uh-huh. Usually they're 20 or older when they finally get married. So they court yeah, for years. It's a long courtship. Well, there's actually studies that I've read that um, show that the longer the courtship, the more lasting the uh, marriage. Uh, just in general? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sure. Not just, yeah, not just among Amish, but with any humans. Well, that makes sense. Sure. You see these people that get married after, these celebrities get married after a few months of being <clears> on set together. And then or they get on the like next movie weeks. and they're like, oh, I think I love my new co-star now. <laughs> yeah. Those people are crazy. Idiots. They're like the opposite of the Amish. Complete opposite of the Amish. Yeah. Uh, so they're courting Josh. They are allowed to spend time together. They're encouraged to spend private time together, but it would be unseemly if they did this, um, Behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah, it would be. So they keep it, like you said, on the front porch. Uh, they do have chaperones, right? Yeah, but a good chaperone like knows to not pay too much attention. They're just kind of there yeah. to let everybody else know. We're not letting these two go back on Rumspringa. Sure. It's so know? weird. It seems they're so on one end, very rigid with the with the ordnung, but on the other end, they're very permissive. You know, they. Just the fact that they allow Rumspringa to me is amazing. It's such a healthy, brave custom. Yeah. Because you're saying, like, go. Go figure out if you really want to do See this. See if you like it and come back if and you I want. And, I mean, it poses such a huge risk that, like, these sure. people are going to be like, hell yes, I like electricity. I and I really love crystal meth. Yeah, you would think in these days that very few Amish kids would come back. Yeah, but they do. And when they do, they're courting. Courting again. Now they're getting married. Yes, at, uh, what do you say, about 20? About 20, and actually it happens uh, at the same time for everybody. Right, fall, November? Yeah, November um, is, is is the the favored month. Winter right. hasn't begun yet, um, Still probably, but it's after though. the fall harvest. Right. Right, yeah, in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, yeah, it's, it's definitely cold. cold. Um, so what happens is um, the, the two weeks after the fall communion, one of two, remember, Yes. Um, so what ha- happens, Chuck, is that uh, about the time, if you want to jockey yourself to get married in the fall or the winter, yeah. um, <laughs> you give your girl a present. 
A practical gift, no jewelry. Yeah, like a butter churn. Something like that. That's what I would give. Or um, something for really good quilting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you you give her this present, and she takes it to mean like, okay, well, you he wants to marry me. He just gave me a butter churn. <laughs> How else can you read that? <laughs> yeah, what else does that mean? Um, and she goes back and tells her family, and they're like, I or nay, but they're probably like, I, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, and But the, they keep it a secret, though. They do. Among the family. Until... Two weeks after the fall communion, yes. one of two in the year, um, a, a list of all the kids who are going to get married, yeah. or all the girls, actually, that, which I thought was kind of cool. They do it by girl. Yeah, the woman. that's very woman-centric in the marriage, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, marriages and weddings. very neat. Or weddings, I should say. Yes. Um, so there's a list that's published, and by published we mean that the uh, deacon reads the names off, and that's yeah. all the kids who are going to get married that year, right? Yeah. None of them are there. Well, that would be the dead giveaway to me, because <laughs> everybody's at church. Yeah, except which is for in the, the home. We should mention they don't have a church. They actually, uh, yeah, we left that part out. Didn't yeah, we? yeah, they do the church services in the homes. Uh, so, and it rotates from Sunday to Sunday. Yeah, so every home it needs to be capable of hosting church service. Right, and in these church services, they are interpreting the Bible literally. We left that part out too. We didn't leave anything out. We're just we're jumping around. Oh, okay. This okay. is this is Amish country. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, because we know what electricity means. That's right. <laughs> um, so yes, they are published. They are announced. Um, they are not there because they're enjoying time with their family. At a private meal. Private meal. Together, and this is where it all kicks off. This is where it all gets sexy. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. So the uh, the wedding actually takes place in the home, too. Um, the bride's home. Right. Which is where the honeymoon takes... I'm sorry, the they live in the bride's home afterward. Yeah, for a good, uh, I think, six months, a year? Yeah, and the honeymoon takes place. They just go to visit other relatives. Yeah. Pretty pretty hot and heavy, I think. Yeah, this is this is crazy. When they actually do have the wedding ceremony, and uh, let me also just let me rephrase that. This isn't crazy. I don't think what the Amish do is crazy. No, no, no. It's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, the the for the wedding ceremony, it lasts several hours, which I would go absolutely crazy. I can barely make it through a, a full hour long Catholic mass type wedding. I hate those. Yeah, they're they're uncomfortable. Can you imagine a few hours? Yeah, my wedding ceremony lasted about four and a half minutes. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> Maybe six. Was the uh, the preacher like, bingo, bango, you guys are... Married. Yeah, well, the preacher was my father-in-law, so... Oh, okay. He put a scotch down and said, by the power of the internet, you are man and wife. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was it. Nice. Um, yeah, okay, well, multiply that by several hours. Right. <laughs> uh, and then it's done, and everybody starts feasting. Um, and then the first night, yes, Chuck, is spent at the bride's parents' house. Woohoo! So nothing else needs to be said about that. No, but it's since they've been on Rumspringa, that means that there's probably plenty of Amish kids, Amish married couples who weren't virgins at marriage. Oh, can they uh, do the sex when they are on Rumspringa? I have the impression that you can do anything you want on yeah, Rumspringa, including crystal meth. Well, and it doesn't necessarily indicate that the Amish are anti-intercourse or anything. Or prudes. No, I mean, I think if you're married and it's a blessed union from God, then feel free. Sure, in a one-room house with your uh, (laughs) new in-laws in the next pet. Yeah, feel free. Yeah. (laughs) It's Um, really free. And then, like you said, Chuck, the honeymoon is on weekends, because, of course, during the week you're working, like nothing happened. Yeah. Um, But on weekends you go around and visit family and stay with them for the weekend. Collect gifts. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Probably more butter churns. Right. 
And then uh, you're you're set up after uh, six months. You're living with the uh, the the bride's parents. Yeah. And then after six months or, or a year, one of the two, it's time to get your own place. And remember, the Amish, these, this Amish guy who's like twenty or twenty one, hasn't spent his whole life, you know, saving up for this. Yeah, he didn't have a pot to uh, to urinate squirt, squirt milk into right. from a cow. No, <laughs> oh, which is interesting. You say that. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that too. Um, no, but there is a community pot, which everyone's expected to throw into. Uh-huh. And from this community pot and from any familial help, um, the kids get their own farm. Sure. They buy the farm. Yeah, or we'll, ra- we'll raise you a barn. Nice, lovely young couple. Yeah, have you ever seen uh, Witness? You know, it's on my uh, my TiVo right now. It's a great I have great never movie. seen it, though. Good movie. And it's been sitting there for weeks. Yeah. When Harrison Ford's outer veneer finally cracks and he comes to see the value of the Amish way of life and happens? how misunderstood they are, uh-huh. it's beautiful. Sure. Um, but there's a barn raising in there, and it's, you know, everybody bet. gets together. They build the walls and then push them up, and, you right. know, everybody's pitching in. It's a very um, communal affair. Well, you have to. That's one of the tenets of being Amish is you have to lend a hand. So Definitely. You Un- don't... Unless it's in a combat situation. Right, right. So if your neighbor, if your Amish neighbor, if, if you see him coming over with a hammer in, a, in, in his hand, you don't, like, pull the blind shut and lock you the know, door like I would. <laughs> to get off your say, ass. Hey, no, no, no. you got to go help the guy. Yeah. It's all about the community. Right. So the kids are all set up. They have their house. Sure, they raise the barn. Let's look around inside. We'll go out to the barn in a minute. Okay. But we're inside, right? Sure. And it looks pretty much like the 18th century. Yeah, it's not fancy. There's not a lot of, uh, obviously, there's no gadgets or anything like that. Right. Very plain, handmade furniture. Um, You know what you might find, though, Josh? What? You might find a modern stove if it burns wood. Yeah, there's a. There, there, it seems like there's a lot of contradictions here, there in Amish life. Uh-huh. Like, why would you have a modern appliance? The the point is, is you'd have a modern appliance that burns wood or can run on gas. Because remember, you can right. use gas as long as you're not connected to the grid. They yeah, live off the grid, gas, like a propane sure. or something. Um, but it makes sense because it's cheaper. Uh-huh. It's going to use less, um, less source. Energy. Yeah, yeah. It's going to require less input, I mean. Sure. And, I mean, think about it. If you get, like, an antique or, like, a reproduction old uh-huh. wood-burning stove, that thing's going to cost you a mint. Yeah. And it's actually kind of vain that you it's would do very, that. very, very vain. So, yeah, you might find something that makes life easier, that doesn't right. radically undermine the, the community structure. Yes. And it, you're not being vain about. Yeah. If... if, if a technology makes it through those that the that criteria then it might be adopted yeah and they, if it passes the ordnung and one of the ex- examples in the article I thought was good is for instance the use of nylon rope instead of hemp rope right they if it can accomplish uh, what you need to get done and doesn't disrupt or bring attention to to itself then they may uh, accept this new technology sure. as long as you can still have that communi- communion twice a year it's fine. Right. And watch the feet. Right. Now, let's go out into the dairy barn, Chuck. I, you, our socks are about to be blown off, dude. Right. You know why? Yeah. Because, dude, there is not the little Amish man sitting on a stool with a pail milking a cow. No. They may do that for their own milk, but they have modern equipment. Yeah. Refrigerated tanks. 
running on electricity. Milking machines. Yeah. And the reason why is because the Amish aren't dumb. They know that they are living in 21st century America. Of course. They also realize there is such a thing as the FDA. Yeah, standards. And if they're trying to sell their milk, yeah. then, yeah, they have to meet those those basic standards. Exactly. In, in In 21st century America, those basic standards include, you know, electricity-powered yeah. cooling tanks and milk pumping and stuff like sure. that. I mean, you're running an actual dairy farm. Right. And you have to kind of meet those standards. So, yeah. But there is – this place is crazy. It's humming. Yeah. Moo. (laughs) But, of course, it's run by the generator still because they're still off the grid. Right. Um, I found it interesting that they – I'm sure it hasn't been a picnic or easy, but they seem to have worked with the U.S. government over the years in kind of working some of these things out, like Mm -hmm. school. Yeah, like Like compulsory education. They they let them go do their own school, I think, till the eighth grade is when they're required to go. Yeah. And they kind of just said, all right, you know, if you're going to school your kids that way, that's fine. Yeah. You Taxes. Stay here. They don't have to pay Social Security tax. No, and they don't borrow. No. Um, they do pay tax, though. Yeah, they do. Out. Like, they pay property taxes and stuff just like that. Just not Social Security tax because they don't draw Social Security right. or Medicare or uh Which is kind of BS, or Chuck, because like you and I are never going to see a penny of Social Security, and we still pay it. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Maybe you should grow a beard with no mustache. Okay. We should both do that. Yeah. It looks kind of goofy. I think it looks cool. Do you really? Yeah. Like Sea Everett Coop. Yeah, it's such a look, though, you know. It's, it's <laughs> you know, it's really specific look. It definitely is. Um, Chuck, we said that they don't borrow, but they do engage in trade. Um, they, 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 somebody's got to buy that milk, right? Yeah. Um, so what they do is they deal with middlemen as often as possible. Sure. What the, and generally these are Mennonites because the Mennonites are very, very similar to the Amish. Right. Right? But the Mennonites, have no rules against socializing with the outside world. So yeah. if you have the Amish who stick to themselves, socialize with as few people as possible, uh-huh. you get a couple of good Mennonites who have some stores or whatever sure. um, that, that will sell your stuff, yep. and they turn around and sell it to everybody else. It, it works out great. It definitely does. They they say, hey, we, have, uh, we need five utility sheds this month. Um, go build them. They build them. Then they go and pick them up from them, uh-huh. sell them to the people, yeah. deliver them cash. They do use lumber. We, we should point out they obviously don't make their own paint and shingles and things like that and mill their own wood, although some of them might mill wood. But they do order get uh, orders from lumber yards, and they'll bring the stuff out to them, accept payment on the spot just to make it easy. Right. Uh, cash or barter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they still don't you know throw the Amex black down. No. I mean, if they don't have cash, they just don't do it. Yeah. But, yeah, if they can barter, I think that's probably preferable. Right. And they go to other mom-and-pop stores here and there. But you you probably won't find any uh, Walmart in Lancaster County. No, with a lot of buggies in the parking lot. No, it's a little too garish. A little too garish. Uh, and actually, they said that um, the 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 tourism that's surrounded a- around the Amish way of life um, has it, people look for stores with buggies out front or whatever, and then yeah, they come there, of course, like just to go see the Amish, right? Yeah. Uh, but if they were, if they're encountering a smart mom and pop store owner, they probably just have a couple of buggies that are out front all the time. Right. And the Amish aren't anywhere around, but it still draws the tourists in. Yeah. The Amish are really off the beaten path on some back road in yeah. a store that doesn't even have a sign uh, that they just heard of by word of mouth because this person opened just to deal with the Amish. Well, they said that's a good way to to get some pretty steady business. Right. Open up a mom and make your own sign. Right. Don't get a neon sign in the window. They don't like neon. Just be smart. And uh, we were talking about the Ordung, right? Ordung. Uh, Ordung. Yeah. Uh, and how that um, 
that, that that serves as the the keystone, the foundation of all Amish life. But it's also it, 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 something can be passed through. It's a prism that that new technologies pass through, right? Yeah. And then they agree on whether it harms them or not, and if it doesn't, they adopt it. And one of the things that I found interesting was that um, out of the necessity for travel, you know, with more and more Amish moving out to like Utah. Um, you can't just go through the horse and buggy. So what no. they've determined is that if you don't own or operate a mechanical vehicle, right, you can still travel in it. Which means you sure. they can fly yeah. on an airplane because they don't own it and they're not operating it. Right. Uh, and I think that's cool. How it's still. I think that's probably how they've managed to survive. And actually, in the last fifty years, their number has tripled. They're about a yeah. hundred thousand Amish living in the U.S. They're booming. So they're yeah, and they're thriving. I think because they've figured out how to. Uh, adapt and evolve. Yeah, sure. As little as possible, but they're still adapting and evolving. I think that's pretty cool, personally. It means they're not, uh, as the article says, stuck in time and completely closed off to everything. They just only adopt something if, if it really helps their way of life without causing negative impact on their life. Right. Seems pretty open-minded to me. That's the Amish in a nutshell. I got to tell you, a lot of the Amish stuff, though, made me not want to run off and be Amish, but they kind of have it going on. You know, they got the right idea about so many things. You don't have to be Amish to, you know, live a simpler life. There's all well, sorts yeah. of stuff you can do. And, you do. know, you can join the Amish. I read that you can, um, it is possible to be accepted even though you were not born and raised Amish, but it really doesn't happen very often at all because, A, they're not looking to recruit. You know, they don't proselytize, right. go door to door like, you know, some Christians do. Sure. Um, so chances are you're not going to just hear about it and want to do it. Second of all, you need to speak the language. Low German. Low German. So if you speak low German, you might have a good chance. And thirdly, it's just not very often that someone would want to grow up in the secular world and just get rid of all that unless they join some hippie commune. Sure. And um, Or unless they're Harrison Ford. Yeah, or unless they're Harrison Did he join? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, I think in the end, if I remember correctly, he? he joins. Or he goes back or something like that. I think that's it, right, Chuck? It's like Jerry's looking at it's like, yeah, it's been like 70 minutes. Has it? Has it been that long? It's close. Because I had one other thing about the funeral. Oh, what is it? Well, the funeral is much like you would think. It's a plain uh, wooden box, and um, they do utilize the services of an embalmer. But there are no flowers. There's no singing even at the funeral. They actually uh, quote lines from uh, hymns. They speak them only. Wow. But they do not... uh, they they wear white at funerals usually, and they do not praise the dead, just respect. So even in death, there is not, like, adulation heaped on anyone. It's all very much just like Daniel Proctor did a very fine thing in his life, and now he is dead. He could churn <laughs> butter. With the he, best of and them. And he did. Now, that'd be... Uh, that'd be too much idolizing. We, let me say this real quick too, Chuck. One of the coolest photos I've ever seen in my entire life was um, taken at a funeral of a um, a person whose house was ravaged uh, by Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. And this is like a couple years after. And this Amish couple, who I guess had made friends with the person, was attending the funeral. Really? Among all the English and everybody else wow. is just dressed normally. And there's this uh, very solemn steadfast Amish couple, youngish Amish couple in their 30s, I would say, just at this guy's funeral. It was really awesome. It's cool. Uh, We should also point out they don't shun medicine. They're not Christian scientists. They leave that up to the individual. Right. 
So like they will, if someone has an accident, they will actually get into an ambulance and go to the hospital. And speaking of accidents, to prevent those, they have come to accept putting uh, flashers yeah. and uh, orange like hazard triangles on their buggies because it's, it's just common sense. Sure. And the Amish have that in ACES. Yeah. This is just a small bit, though. Like this is the Lancaster County Amish are like 10% of the Amish, mm-hmm. and this is really who we've been talking about. Yeah, there are other sects or other – it's all local. The Ordung, um, Ordnung, uh, is, is decentralized. I mean, that is the central authority, but it's all interpreted on the local level. So what one Amish group believes is not necessarily the exact same as the other. So that was the twist at the end that Chuck just gave. Right. We were talking about the uh, Lancaster County Amish the whole time. Right. It's the, like the, Memento. Like, well, I thought you were going to say M. Night Shyamalan because he had that stupid movie, The Village. I thought that twist was pretty cool, but uh, I don't know if the whole movie was worth working up to. It. That was awful. Yeah. So check that's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, oh yeah, if you want to know more about the Amish handy search bar, etc., Chuck, it's time for listening, man. We must be on on the. Uh... I'm tired of Jerry staring <laughs> at me like this. It's making me nervous. I'm gonna call this email. My father-in-law Kurt, Josh and Chuck, uh, conducted a primitive tribe contact in the early '80s. So this cool. is about the, the unknown people. Yeah, uh, His stories are really wild. This is in the Bolivian portion of the Amazon rainforest. Anyway, they got attacked by Yuqua, Yuqui natives who saw past the banana and other offerings. So I guess they offered banana, and they were like, uh, not so much. Yeah, we've got tons of that. <laughs> right. His uh, translator took a six-foot arrow in the back. and I think uh, that's called a spear. Well, that's what I was going to say, and you would think so, buddy, but listen to this. They had two-man bows. One guy would hold the bow, and the other guy would pull back the line. Wow. So it was, in fact, a six-foot arrow. Uh, Kurt still has one of the other arrows retrieved from the site, in fact. They have all kinds of uh, pictures in the photo album, including pictures of my wife, who was four and five, in the buff, because everyone was in the buff, the tribes people were. Mm -hmm. Uh, They lived in a little hut. Wait, this guy married a tribes person? No, no, no. He was just doing work there. Oh, gotcha. Um... They lived off the, in, uh, the land in a little hut and worked to build an airstrip to fly supplies for an outpost. Very un-Amish. My mother-in-law can prepare a wild chicken. Very Amish. Okay. And she and Kurt have gone to special kind of preparatory boot camp, and he is one of my heroes. And so that is from Ryan in Lynchburg, and his wife Crystal wrote me shortly thereafter to set the record straight on some of Ryan's facts. <laughs> but I'm not going to read Crystal's because... Uh, Ryan's is much more interesting. So he made up the two-man bow? No, he, she just said it sounds way more Indiana Jones than it really was, mm-hmm. and it was really like this. But we'll just we'll just keep the fanciful version alive. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan and Crystal. Yeah, and here's to your four-year-long courtship, which we can only imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've had a, an extended courtship and have a great relationship to speak of because of it, we want to hear about it. Tell us your uh, sweet romantic stories in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, you can send it in an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 
20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. 